Welcome to AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. Each week, we deliver informative health and wellness topics you want to know about, so be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you have any questions about contents discussed in this episode, ask them at AFSPA Live, our live Q&A session streaming every last Thursday of the month at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on youtube.com slash Cares. Now here's your host, Chief Operating Officer, Kyle Longton. Welcome to another episode of AFSPA Talks. I'm your host, Kyle Longton. And before we get into today's episode, I want to take a few minutes to talk about some recent events that we've held and some that are coming up. This past Wednesday, January 25th, we offered a webinar on the pain pandemic, practical and evidence-based solutions to live pain-free. Dr. Jay Greenstein discussed different types of pain, how we experience them, as well as evidence-based treatment interventions that are proven to work. On Thursday, January 26th, we broadcast AFSPA Live, as we plan to do every month, with a focus on the FSBP Aetna Medicare Advantage plan that launched on January 1st of this year. Um, We've had more than 500 people opt into that program already, and a lot of them were there for that program, as well as some who are interested in opting in, which you can do throughout the year. Um, It was fantastic engagement and some great questions to help clarify the program. We were fortunate enough to have Britt Pirates, Senior Manager for Federal Accounts at Aetna, as our guest to share her expertise and explain things. And you can find a recording at youtube.com slash AFSPACares. I also want to draw your attention to a blog post from earlier in January. Um, We focused this month on cervical cancer, both preventing it and screening for it regularly. Um, And I say this as somebody who has seen the the effects of cervical cancer um, at various points in my own life on people very close to me. Um, And so I want to just point out that the HPV, HPV vaccine is recommended for all, regardless of gender, beginning around age 11. And it's recommended that you receive it prior to age 26. So talk to your child's doctor, talk to your doctor um, about whether it's right for you and the timing. Um, And it's usually two or three shots, depending on when you start receiving the vaccine. But to go along with that, there are annual cancer uh, screenings for cervical cancer that are highly recommended beginning at age 21. And that's regardless of your vaccination status. So even if you got vaccinated for HPV um, earlier in life, having that annual screening is recommended. Both the vaccines and the screenings are covered at 100% under the Foreign Service Benefit Plan. These are preventive measures, um, but you can learn more at afspa.org slash blog, and there's links to additional information there. I also want to encourage you to mark your calendars for March 3rd. That will be AFSPA's annual meeting for our members. We're doing a hybrid meeting this year, so you can come to our office in person on March 3rd, or you can join us virtually, as I imagine most people will will choose to do. Um, That will begin at 11, and there will be additional information forthcoming to all the membership um, in the coming weeks. Okay, now to today's topic. We had planned an episode, continue our theme on New Year's resolutions and some of our wellness programs and ways to support you. And I can promise you, I can promise you that you will hear more about all of our programs in us a bit. And I wanted to provide some information specifically targeted to our members in Japan. 
I will not spend much time here reviewing recent changes in access for civilians um, to receive care at military treatment facilities or MTFs um, in the Indo-Pacific region. Um, those of you living there know the specifics and their effect far better than I do. And while the change was broader than just one country, it infected the whole region, um, the messages that I've received from members indicate that the changes are having an outsized effect in Japan. So today, AFSPA talks care in Japan. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, for whom this, this episode um, may be brand new information, you know, based on news articles and other information I've read, there are approximately 10,000 Department of Defense civilians and their dependents in Japan. These are the teachers at the base schools and, and the support staff there. It's the people who staff the commissary and the professionals at offices, ensuring that all is running smoothly throughout the base and more. While some may be veterans or even military family members and may have access to TRICARE for their insurance, many are enrolled in an FEHB plan, including the Foreign Service Benefit Plan. Excuse me. And I should be clear that this episode is focused on FSBP programs, benefits, and coverage, and does not include information about other plans. I'm positive they've got information out there. You can access that certainly in their plan brochures. So, at the highest level that I can begin before we we zero in on any specifics, FSBP considers all providers outside the United States to be in-network. This means, again, in broad terms, that the, pan, the plan pays 100% for preventive services, standard maternity services, and inpatient hospitalization, and 90% for outpatient services for care outside the U.S. Where the calendar year deductible applies, it is the in-network calendar year deductible. Now, our aim has been for decades and continues to be today and and will continue in the future. Um, Our aim is to to offer a plan structure that is flexible enough to meet the the, the needs of our members, I should say, wherever they are, whether in the United States or overseas. We cannot change the medical culture or the legal framework or the regulations in, in foreign countries. But we can do our best to provide coverage for our members who are living and working there and serving their country there. So to to continue, FSBP does not require translation of claims. Send them in any language. If it is a language that may be a a bit less familiar to our claims processors, you know, when you you send it in, don't, don't hesitate to include a little note. This is in whatever language it's in that can help us, especially if we have to send it off to be translated. Now, to zoom in on Japan, we do have some direct billing arrangements. Um, I will provide a link in the show notes for you to find the specific list of those um, facilities, but they they include providers in Okinawa, Fukuoka, Kanagawa, and Tokyo. This obviously does not cover everywhere that we have members. I'm I'm thinking about our members um, in uh, Misawa. In Sasebo and Iwakuni, um, you know, the closest there for, for those folks in the south may be Fukuoka, and that's a, a decent train ride or drive away. Um, and, and I'll just, so it, it's not perfect, but there are some agreements out there. And I'll just note that securing these agreements in Japan has been more difficult than in other countries with significant DOD civilian populations like the UK, Germany, and Korea. Our partnership with the Tokushukai Medical Group, which um, has a number of hospitals that are within a reasonable distance um, or or as close as we can find, let me put it that way, to um, some of the bases, it came about in large part due to the initial efforts of a teacher in Okinawa. 
Um, we welcome recommendations from members on other facilities or providers with whom we might be able to secure agreements. And um, you please send those to us. We, we will be happy to explore them. We welcome not just the names of the, the facilities of the providers, but also any staff there who may speak English or be familiar with their billing arrangements. Now, for all of our members, we offer a telehealth service through vHealth um, when you're outside the United States. I have checked and through correspondence with vHealth leadership in recent weeks, I have confirmed that providers through vHealth are not able to write prescriptions that members can have filled in Japan, either at a Japanese or an MTF pharmacy. Um, so this is really just for consultations um, to maybe zero in on, on what may be affecting you, but they cannot provide um, a prescription. Now, FSPP does have telemedicine visits, and this is different from telehealth. So when we're talking about telehealth, that, that coverage is only through our partners at vHealth, and, and the telehealth coverage is at 100%. Telemedicine, which provides coverage similar to those um, you receive for in-person visits, um, provides benefits for virtual visits with a covered provider. So that may be a provider in Japan. In some cases, the provider may be elsewhere, including back in the U.S. Um, we, we are aware of some situations where maybe somebody has a relationship with a doctor. The doctor says, yes, I'm willing to continue treating you even when you're overseas using a HIPAA-compliant um, virtual platform. Now, I will say that a provider's willingness to provide telemedicine services um, is, is at their discretion and, and based on their interpretation of their licensing requirements in the state where they're licensed. However, FSBP will pay for such virtual visits uh, per the terms of the FSBP brochure. I will mention that this is for general medical visits, as well as any kind of ongoing consultations with specialists and with mental health professionals. Um, and I, I include that vHealth does have mental health, uh, a mental health program. Uh, these telemedicine benefits do cover mental health professionals. And, and you know, you may have a, a relationship with someone if you're looking for something. There are groups out there like the Truman Group that specialize in care for ed, uh, American expats around the globe. And it's worth looking at that for um, one-time or ongoing mental health uh, support and services. When it comes to prescriptions, we have worked with our partners at Express Scripts for decades to provide coverage, access, and support. So, First off, if you receive a prescription and have it filled at a Japanese or any overseas pharmacy, send us a copy of the prescription and the pharmacy receipt, and we will process it similar to an outpatient claim, which is to say at 90%. If you are on a chronic medication, there are some options for you. Um, you could have it filled locally um, if it's prescribed by a local doctor, but FSBP also allows members to receive up to a one-year supply of uh, chronic medication to take overseas with them. Um, now, there, please contact Express Scripts in advance just to ensure that everything's in place for filling a one-year prescription. You also have to make sure that your doctor writes a prescription for a year, maybe for 365 days rather than something like 90 days with four refills because 90 days with four refills certainly would provide you um, a year's worth of, or close to a year's worth of prescriptions, but it won't allow us to fill one year of, of medication. Additionally, many maintenance drugs can be shipped overseas through the Express Scripts Pharmacy. Prescriptions for those drugs that are going to be shipped through the mail must be written by a U.S. licensed provider. Now, word of caution here, and, and this is something that I've, I've heard from some folks in Japan, um, as well as other places, 
some countries may not allow all drugs to be shipped in. Some drugs that may be approved and legal in the United States may not be in other countries. And we have a dedicated expat team at Express Scripts. This group is focused on the needs of our overseas members. They're familiar with various regulations and what's possible. And you can check the show notes to find their contact information for those of you who are overseas. It's also my understanding from people in Japan, as well as from sources at Express Scripts and others working in the prescription space, that MTF pharmacies can fill prescriptions written by U.S. licensed providers. There are hurdles for members who are living overseas, including obtaining the prescription from a U.S. licensed provider, ensuring that the MTF will fill it and has the medication on hand. But the telemedicine benefit may be helpful, for, particularly for people who need refills of chronic medications um, and who maybe don't have um, uh, have not are not able to get the the shipment overseas where they are. Now, for those with chronic conditions such as diabetes and high blood pressure, we do offer remote monitoring programs through our partners at Livongo, now part of Teladoc. Uh, we've discussed those programs at length in previous episodes, including our last episode in 2022. And I've shared my personal success story with, with you um, long-term listeners. I'll include a link in the show notes there, but I also want to note that these monitoring programs also include coaching. And there are a number of other wellness programs. Go back to the last episode to check those out, um, including coaching programs that are available to members worldwide. These partnerships, benefits, and programs do not address all the challenges that members in Japan or even elsewhere in the world are facing. But we're also not done. We at ASPA will continue to pursue new direct billing arrangements, search for innovative solutions, and listen to the needs of our members, not just in Japan, but around the world. Alongside our partners at Aetna and Express Scripts, we at ASPA take very seriously our commitment to caring for your health worldwide, and we thank you for your trust. Additional information is available on our website at aspa.org FSPP, and in the official plan brochure also available on that website. This has been AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. The views and the opinions shared on this podcast by the host and guests are theirs alone and do not necessarily represent AFSPA or any of its partners. All information offered in this podcast is meant to be educational. Should there be any discrepancy between information offered in this podcast and official plan documents for the Foreign Service Benefit Plan or the other products offered by AFSPA, the policy provisions will prevail. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe to AFSPA Talks to catch our next episode. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app and share feedback with us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And also check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Cares. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for joining us this week on AFSPA Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you'll never miss an episode. If you have any follow-up questions about the topics in this episode, Join our AFSPA Live Q&A session on the last Thursday of every month. We will be streaming live on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash AFSPA Cares at 11 a.m. Eastern Time to answer your questions. Thanks for listening.